This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. With me today in the studio and live streaming on our Facebook group, the Short Code Student Lounge, it's all first year med students. Steph Rodriguez joins us in the form of ones and zeros. Here in the studio, it's Zane Medi. Did I do that right? Martin Gorey is here. What's going on? And the man whose last name should absolutely be a verb, it's Carl Skoog. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, guys, if Carl's last name was a verb or a descriptive noun, uh, and Carl, you don't get to answer this because that's not how this works. If Carl's last name was a verb or whatever, what would it mean? It's kind of like a snail that's like scooging along on the ground. <laughs> you know, it's like a little slimy, but yeah. it's like it's it's motile. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you had that answer quick. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. This I thought the, about this. this a, <laughs> more of like a scoop like ice cream no like he's scooping ladies away and scooping ice cream and all that you scoop scooping scooping ladies away is that (laughs) scooping them ladies away those ladies they got scooped i don't know okay (laughs) did you get did did scoog cause you to get made fun of did that not really made fun of but mispronounced like more than you would imagine what kind of name is scoog it's swedish okay yeah I, knew, I, I think it I think it has some sort of like I think it's a noun actually like means something about the forest or something like that. Oh, don't quote oh. me because I'm not 100% sure, but <laughs> I've said this on the show before. Do you know what Etler means in Turkish? I I don't remember now. Steph looked like she was about to guess. Do you have a guess? Is it like an animal? Is it like a okay, okay. I don't know, like a, little, like a Viking? I don't know. Antlers. <laughs> that was another one. Antler. <laughs> Thank you. No, it means meats in mm. Turkish. If you look up Etler on Google and look at image search, you'll see a lot of pictures of cuts of meat. Interesting. So. It's very different yeah, from I'm gonna do this. And have you had a nice Etler? I <laughs> <laughs> all, oh, Etler. Wow. all Etler is delicious. <laughs> is it just like any meat? It's just like meats? I think it's just meats, like the general category hmm. An Etler charcuterie of meat. Charcuterie. <laughs> it actually looks good. I'm looking at these pictures right now. Yeah. They're like fat, meaty. Well, also, that's all true. <laughs> Look at that. Fat, that's me. Wow. Fat and meaty. I'm going to tell our chef to go get us some Etlers. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad we've got a bunch of M1s today who are also new podcasters. As your first year rushes to a close, I thought we should take some time to talk about that. Let's give the listeners a sense of what it was like to oh yeah because you know what uh, courtney thank you because i forgot that i have control over cameras and so stephanie has been the only person who's there we go <laughs> wait were they only seeing my face they're only seeing your face for a long time oh my god i hope you didn't pick your nose <laughs> i started like dancing and everything yeah so. <laughs> sweet <laughs> thank you courtney for calling me out is that the one live person uh no there's a few people now uh, has my mom not joined in yet uh what's your mom's name is, is your mom's name David Kelly or Garrett Alewine? Well, no. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Doesn't seem to fit. <laughs> the 
<laughs> like a burner Facebook account. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I would like to give the listeners a sense of what it was like for you to enter medical school, what you didn't know, what you did know, or <laughs> what you didn't know, what you know now. We should be relevant and useful for once on the podcast. But I also want to get to know you better since it's your first time here and uh, for several of you, my actual first time meeting you. So let's start. Where did you uh, go to undergrad? What did you study? Oh, David Kelly says lies. I am her mother. <laughs> oh, there you go. My mom is not that fancy. <laughs> she did not know what to do with technology. I would have to set it up for her. Where did you go to undergrad and what did you study? We'll start with we'll start with you, Carl. Sure. So I went to University of Iowa for undergrad. So I'm an Iowa Cityan at mm. this point, I guess you could say. Okay. But I studied uh, biomedical science and graduated in 2020. All right. Martin? All right. Well, I'm from Iowa City originally. I moved to St. Louis. I went to WashU for undergrad. I graduated in 2019, but I've returned to the nest. Okay. Zane? I went to Cornell University, upstate New York, for undergrad and studied double major in bio and English. And then I graduated last year in 2020. Okay. Everyone's favorite year. Yeah. Uh, and Steph? I am from the suburbs near Chicago, and so I went to Loyola of Chicago. I did biochemistry, psychology. It's really cool that you did English major, Zane, because yeah. then you can like look at my essays uh, <laughs> since they are horrible, and I don't know what to do with them. So good to know. Well, we can also help you with that in the Writing and Humanities <laughs> program. That's yeah. You know, I've heard Kate is very helpful with that kind of stuff. She is, oh, really? She yeah. is amazing. That's what we're here for. That's why we were made, <laughs> Steph. So if you want to, if you want to go to some rando, I mean, to get critique on your writing. Excuse me. You know, <laughs> Uma, I can't stop you, but actually, after when I was writing my personal statement, I like sent it to so many people that by the end of it, I was like, oh, this person sounds interesting, but it is not me. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I sent out, and I gotta admit it. So whatever. It was all lies at that point. Okay. It was all lies, writing honestly. all that stuff for med school is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I think I, I definitely feel like I had a little bit easier being having an English like, degree because I knew like, I didn't have to like proofread like every like, 15 minutes, like every time I reread it, because like, I was I'd been writing for so much, like for four years straight, just kind of writing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so. hopefully, hopefully you know a little bit about a little, it. A slight advantage, I think, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Otherwise, I wasted a lot of money. Well, the real, um, I mean, the real trick is knowing what people want to hear from you, I guess. Yeah, that's more so. important, obviously. Well, and you guys who took a year after graduating undergrad, why did you do that? I was an idiot my first two years of college. My grades weren't great. I was having a lot of fun. It was kind of time oh, to buckle man. down. But, you know, I might have gotten into a med school. Who's to say? I definitely would have been, you know, in an especially safe spot by any stretch of the imagination. So really, I feel like until my junior year of college, I was not really in any place where... Yeah. That was something that could, like, you know, immediately be considered. And at that point, it's getting a little late. I was also so. an idiot in college, so I get yeah. that. <laughs> I think it's a valuable experience in its own way, you know? Sure, but there are cheaper ways to socialize. Yeah, there absolutely are. <laughs> He's hitting you with the truth right there. <laughs> hey, man, that's my truth. You know what I'm saying? What about you, Carl? I think you also... No, I actually went straight in. You went straight in. Oh, Steph. Yeah. Oh, it was me. Yeah, I took two years. Well, okay, because I made a different type of mistake. I worked full time while I was in college. And so I worked at like the airport as like a gate agent. I was that person that was like, the airplane is ready for boarding. Please come through and everything like that. Whoa, and I cool. also worked at like the hospital and at the pharmacy. And so I did a lot of stuff just because I liked working more than I did going to school. That's all right. And yeah, so I don't that think that's a bad. mistake. 
Yeah, no, it wasn't, you know, I made a lot of money. I met a lot of people like at the airport, I met like a ton of celebrities. That was fun. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's a mistake at all. I think that's a, no, I think yeah. there's this, cool. I, I think there's a certain mindset that you got to, it's somehow a problem if you don't get into it early because of yeah. opportunity costs and all this kind of stuff, you know, like you're, you're losing out on income and you know, you're going to be old when you're done and all that kind of stuff, which you're still going to be old, you know, at some point you might as well, and it doesn't matter that you're done with med school or not. So I don't know. I think it's good. No, that is true. I know. I know some people do think about that. Maybe um, it helped you get in. Who knows? Yeah, I think it did. It got brought up a lot during my interviews for sure. I say like I got in just because of my extracurricular activities, not because of like my GPA or my MCAT was fine, but like my GPA was like, I also had a lot of fun, you know, yeah. in my spare time. <laughs> I was like Martin, so I wanted to have fun during my 20s. And so that's why. Crystal says, OMG, I did the same job at the airport during school and while studying for the MCAT. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Ooh, it is fun, guys. It is. You get free flights and everything. Uh, See, yeah. Ooh, that's that's where it matters. That's key. <laughs> that's what got you. But you weren't on, you weren't working, you didn't work on planes. You weren't like a steward on the plane. No, flight no, attendant, no, I, I didn't. I, those, uh, those flight attendants, let me tell you about those flight attendants. Oh, yeah. They are, they are the, very mean. Spill the really? tea on the flight attendants. Very mean. They they act like they own the place, and I'm like, I'm just trying to make an announcement and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, those planes, it costs them like a lot of money every second that they're like late. And so I'm just trying to get the people into the plane, make the announcement, and then bye, you know. So it's a lot of work. A lot of responsibility. Were you worried about starting med school in a pandemic year? Oh, <laughs> sure. I mean, of course you were worried about starting med school because you're not right. crazy. I would say, I feel like the biggest thing was like not being able to talk, like see people. And like, that was like the, a huge factor for me. Cause I was like looking at like a few different places and one of them was in the West coast, one of them was East coast. And then there's Iowa right in the middle and both ends like the, the country were hit like really bad by like the pandemic and early on. So like everything was closed down. Like there's like nothing going to be in person. And I was like, this is going to suck for like our first like semester, first year of med school, like not going to be able to do anything in person. No, like, like anatomy lab in person, that kind of stuff. And I was like, this doesn't sound good. But then thankfully here we were able to do stuff in person, which was a blessing, especially with like, how like how few interactions i had throughout the like quarantine with people besides my family it was definitely like nice to be able to like, see pers people in person and be able to do stuff in person but again there's still like its own complications because not everyone could be together at once it's kind of like just small like pieces of social interaction that you could have and even like not being able to talk to like professors and like people like, in administration faculty like in person is very yeah. different yeah. than it would have been otherwise so Definitely a challenge to think about when starting off, but I think Carver handled it pretty well with everything. Did we do? I was going to ask you, like, yeah. I mean, I've because I I know some people like at other med schools who didn't have anything in person until like November, mm. and that was I was like, wow, Shoot. that that really sucks. <laughs> How do you even form friendships then? Uh, yeah, I, either you had like friends beforehand, or like you're just desperate for any kind of like Zoom social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you try and like engage with people? It's been hard enough even having like some in-person activities to meet people because right. I would say that I probably there's what 150 people in our class. I'd say I probably know 50 people like pretty well, and then there's another 50 people that I've just maybe never seen before. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. because they have the option, you know, stay home and do Zoom if they want or come in for some stuff. But I don't know. I really wish I'd met more people in my in our class by now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just I think it depends how lenient some of the students are. Some are more like, oh, in-person stuff and others are more like, I'm going to stay home because of the pandemic. I think it just depends on the attitude of everything. Yeah. There have been fewer smackdowns between people about that than I actually would have predicted, to be honest <laughs> with you, given like how polarizing the topic is. Right. What do you mean? In terms of, like, people feeling, like, you know, strongly either that we should be doing more in-person stuff or none at all. And, you know, in reality, the college has kind of just kind of played it down the middle for the most part anyway. Yeah. We were, I that think they true. were working pretty hard to, like, to walk a line. And it was, it was, for the most part, I think, it wasn't 100% virtual, was it? Because you did small group stuff. Oh, yeah. We had a fair yeah. bit in the beginning <clears throat> that was in person, which was nice. Like there was we had like all our small groups were in person. We had anatomy lab in person. And so like there was a, like a fair bit of interaction. Again, not like nearly as much as it would be without the pandemic, but like a lot more than the other place, like, like other places that I know of and other med schools that like, I had friends that go to. It was very different in that regard. So that's why I know some places didn't have like an anatomy lab. I mean, yeah, they didn't exactly. have like. Uh, in-person anatomy yeah because uh, for our third exam we had to like do it virtually which was horrible and i cannot i cannot imagine doing the entirety of anatomy lab like virtually it was it was like not a fun experience so being able to do anatomy lab in person was really really cool yeah did you prepare in any way before you matriculated Mentally, i felt yes. like i needed to prepare <laughs> but i'm so happy i didn't I'm so happy I didn't because there's no way you can prepare for like med school. I think just taking like the classes and undergrad, like taking that biochem anatomy, that really helped me my first semester taking those classes just so it was much smoother and easier to like go ahead and have some more free time to go ahead and make friends or be a part of activities as well. I don't know about you guys. Well, this might be relevant for somebody like you who this, this question might be relevant for somebody like you who took some time away from your science studies. So what do you think, uh, Martin? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I think med school teaches you everything you need to know, right? That's like the single biggest takeaway. There's no need to like do mini med school during college before med school. Obviously, there are circumstances where it'll make the transition easier going into classes during med school. But I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like anatomy was a bit of a foreign concept to me at first. Hadn't had any exposure to that previously. And I'm going to guess maybe like a third to half of the class had something like that. Sure. At least in some respect. So that took a little while to get like, you know, my feet wet in it. But I think as you kind of progress further and further, those differences tend to even out a lot. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. Whole, that's that's our job. is Right. And I don't know. I guess kind of what I found personally is a lot of people who scribed in particular, like in an emergency room or something, were exposed to like a lot of different things before med school. The first two months kind of seemed like gods. <laughs> you know, they had like a really broad Honestly. knowledge base compared to other people. And then I think that's kind of, I, I don't know, I'd be willing to uh, wager that there's not much of a difference now at this point. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I think most people are on a level playing field by this point. Mm -hmm. I feel, yeah, now it's gotten better. But yeah, because I, again, being like, like one of my majors being like something completely unrelated to medicine as it stands currently, like academically wise. But then like my other, like my bio major was focused so much on like molecular pathways. Like that's like what I studied and that kind of stuff, which is like, which we covered in like the first like two weeks of of foundations. Like, okay, well, that's my entire degree there. That's all I know. <laughs> and so everything after that was pretty foreign. <laughs> and so two I, weeks for you're like I could have done this in two weeks. Yeah, like, come on. It's like I spent four no, years waste of and money. <laughs> and we learned it all in the first like month. But yeah, and so because I I took like one anatomy class, which is like a comparative anatomy. So 
it wasn't even just about like human anatomy. It was like about like turtles and like a, a bunch of random animals <laughs> a lot of and like Drosophila. Like apparently flies is a big thing because the entirety of like, embryology was focused on like fly embryology. I don't know. I don't, it was a it's mandat- all pretty much the same when they're embryos. I guess so, but like it was a mandatory class for every bio major, so like it must have been important just in general. But really did not help much with anatomy lab. But like I know a few people who like had. There's one person who's like did like a master's in anatomy. I'm like okay, well you know a lot more than I do, and <laughs> I will come to you for advice and is it those people that like came to like each lab group and like started teaching us during no, the last no, no, year no, just another student like uh she, she's a oh, PA, okay yeah just like another student just like had had taken like had masters in like anatomy or human anatomy i was like well she knows everything already <laughs> and i'm like i <laughs> don't know any of these things and then like like martin said like people who had experience like after taking like, a year or two off to like work in like the hospital in like CBL, they're like, oh yeah, let's do this, 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 this. I'm like, I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> I felt so lost in the beginning, but things. I think you're supposed to feel lost in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, they get people from different backgrounds, and so that's a nice thing. Like everyone's teaching each other their own thing. Everybody has a weakness and a strength, and so it's great that we're all able to come together and learn from each other. So even in, I was going to ask that because even because one of the things that, you know, I think we in student affairs were concerned about is, you know, that we were sort of worried about a loss of the potential lack of opportunities to find your people and to do social learning and all that kind of stuff. It sounds like there were opportunities though. So, so that's good to like meet each other. Yeah. To meet each other, but also to learn with each other. Yeah. You know, and I know you live in, in Firo, Mm -hmm. one of the medical fraternities and there's also AKK. So maybe you had a I don't know, some sort of advantage in that regard to somebody who lives, you know, maybe in their own apartment or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing. That's the whole reason why, especially because of COVID, I made me decide to go ahead and live in a fraternity and a medical fraternity. Mm. I say medical fraternity because whenever I tell my friends, oh, I live in a frat, they're like, are you the only girl there? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I, no, it's co-ed guys. I swear it's co-ed. And, and one of my friends came along, she saw only guys and she's like, didn't you say this was co-ed? And I said, I said, I swear, I swear there are girls here. <laughs> they are coming out. They are just in their rooms or something but yeah no it was great i got to meet a lot of people as a result and then also upperclassmen as well to just give advice about exams when i would tell them like oh i'm freaking out about this exam they'd be like yeah that exam was super hard i almost failed and i was like that is not the attitude i need right now i need positivity (laughs) but no it's great living with a bunch of other people during the pandemic just so you can make those friendships and it's important to have a support group while you're in med school that is so important to have a support group I can't stress that enough. You need somebody you can like tell your worries to. That is so important. Well, speaking of support, I get pitches almost every day from people who want to come on the podcast, which is nice. But I got one the other day that I just wasn't sure about. It was the author of a book about how to raise, it was how to raise your child to be a physician. And I mean, that's what it seemed like from the title, the title. I'm not going to say the title because maybe we'll have this person on the show. I'm not really (laughs) to explain themselves. (laughs) Like, I really want them to be like, what the hell? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to say, because they're not coming on the show. I was looking at the Amazon description and it's like, whether your child is a toddler, a teen or uh, in college will help you figure out how to, I'm like, why are you doing the no you can't who's doing this did you guys 
I, I like as a student affairs professional. Okay, as a student affairs professional. <laughs> all right, I'm going to tell you the truth, students. I don't want to hear from your parents. You're too old for that. <laughs> exactly. I worry. You know, like when student when parents con. I've had a couple of parents contact me over the years, and every time I'm like, <sighs> What are they contacting you about? Uh, there was a couple times I got contacted during the, the fall semester from parents asking about vaccination. Mm. Like, when is my child going to get vaccination? I don't know why they're calling me. Yeah, Probably because my, like, I don't have anything to do with that. I mean, my name is the, like, among the first in the contact page on our website. So I'm pretty sure that's why. But, like, I'm like, you guys are adults. You guys were adults before you even came into medical school. I don't want to hear you. I, I just think maybe parents shouldn't be involved at this point. I don't know. Did you I get, completely agree. Completely agree. But I bring There's this no up because why your parent should come involved. Yeah, but I bring this up because families are a source of support. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, did you, you guys feel supported by your families, or do they just not have any idea what is going on? <laughs> no, I, I definitely feel like it's super important to have like. At least I, I think for me, at least it's been very important to have like my family support because like my brother, he was like, he was like the, he went like through the whole like med school like process first. And so it was, oh, he like, did. Yeah. So it was, oh, okay. like learning like experience, like see like, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Like being able to understand that, and, like actually like see if like this is, if it actually is for me or not. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, so an important, was, I don't know if advantage is the right word, but you had a nice oh, window into it. Definitely an advantage. Cause I didn't, I would have been a very lost otherwise about like how to do certain things. Cause like both my parents, they do research and like, that's like, it's, it's different for sure from like medicine and like mm-hmm. going through med school and becoming a physician. Mm-hmm. And so like they try to offer advice on that. Like, Oh yeah. Research. Like if you're interested in this, I can tell you about this, but like, that's like not even the majority of what like being a physician's about. Yeah, yeah. Research is like only if you're interested in kind of thing. So their advice was just kind of like not as helpful as it could have been, but still like very important to me. Just like kind of the support, like they're trying to help. Like that's super. Like just like effort is like all that you need, and like yeah. just that kind of like okay, if you need anything, let me know. Like that kind of stuff. It works super well. Where'd but, your brother go to school? Uh, he went to Drexel in uh, in Philadelphia for okay. med school. Rude. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, we're from Pennsylvania, so, um, just having him as a resource was super helpful and still is like, sometimes like, I remember last semester for one of our CBLs, I had a doing learning issue on, on EKG, which is feet <laughs> <laughs> there. Cause like, there's like a bunch of leads. It was, oh my God. It was so, I was like, it was like Sunday night and I was like, oh my God, I am. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so like I called him up and help, he helped me a lot because he's in internal medicine and going to go into interventional cardiology. So like that's his feet. Oh, he's got this. Yeah. So like, yeah, if, yeah, having that as a resource. Was Whoa. Good. Doesn't your sister also want to be going to medicine? Is yeah. It? So okay. she's a, she's already in like a, like a BSDO program where, so she like, doesn't, she's like, she just started her freshman year of college, but like, she doesn't need to like apply to med schools because she's already in a program. It's kind of like you apply to like, it's like a dual degree kind of thing. And so she's already set to go with that. There is a tendency to talk about being a medical student and physician in terms of sacrifices. Like you're, you're the sacrifices that you make to become a physician or a med or even a med student. Do you guys feel like you've made sacrifices? It's an interesting question. I don't know. I guess like, I don't think there's any right way to approach this necessarily. Like, I think it can just be like a job. You, you can treat it as like a job that you did like a little bit of extra schooling for obviously like certain time commitments, whatever, you know, kind of I mean, push the boundaries of that. But I guess there are things that technically you do sacrifice, right? Like some people would say, oh, I don't know you because you, you know, you could go into another field and make more money for less outlay. Yeah. So I guess I that's that. kind of a sacrifice. 
I don't know. Do any of you guys have like engineering friends? Because I have majority mm. of my friends back home are like engineers. And so here they are um, done with school in their jobs, making money. And they're like planning vacations all the time. We're just like spilling money like like it's nothing, you know. And I'm over here like, oh, I would love to join in maybe next time. But I have this test that I have to like study for. So I do feel that there is that sacrifice. But it's nice knowing that at the end I will get there at, at one point. I will be kind of like them and I'll be in my dream job. And so I think it's so important to work in something that you're not like constantly like, why am I here? When is it going to be over the shift? So I think that's so important about life because life is already so can be sometimes boring and so to spice it up it's nice to have a, a job that you love in my opinion well we'll check in toward the end of your third year <laughs> <laughs> when you're like when you're like why am i here <laughs> why am i here what is this over i want to be a Get family me medicine doctor i hate ophthalmology i don't know <laughs> i actually like ophthalmology <laughs> i'm just i don't want to put words in your mouth but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> i think in that same vein of sacrifice there's like a nice sense of camaraderie that's comforting knowing that like all the other people in our class are going through the same thing yeah. and you know, oh, giving yeah. up the same things like you know spending extra time with friends and mm-hmm. doing fun weekend things like that there is a nice sense of comfort knowing that i think that's what makes med school like bearable just because of like all of us like we know what we're what the stresses that we have we have common stresses and so being able to go out on the weekends knowing that we have a test on friday or something like that not just caring about that just living the moment i don't know it's really nice it's important to make those friendships during school because you're going to need those for sure That's cool. What didn't you know about med school before you started? It's a little more busy work than I would have expected, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, bring like, it on. I pictured myself as just kind of being like, you know, a bit of a shut in who like, you know, studies like 12 hours a day. And, you know, I think like that level of workload and commitment maybe like kind of picks up a little bit in coming years but at least during your first year you know it's not like i'm living off of like frozen pizza and you know not doing any sadness like grinding for an exam four <laughs> weeks off in the future exactly yeah frozen pizza yeah, and sadness. yeah yeah <laughs> so i don't know i mean i guess it's like a little more similar to college than i would have predicted actually okay i didn't expect that anybody agree or disagree i agree on the busy work Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a hindrance, but there is a lot of it, and you find ways to. Well, let's talk about what do you time. mean by busy work? I'm not clear. Did you think there was going to be more or less? I thought there would work. be less. I thought it would be primarily mm-hmm. entirely exam driven with some clinical encounters as opposed to like write this one page assignment about. Oh, I get what X. you mean now. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of assignments due on Monday that are like just like the clinical notes and like the reflections and activity that we're supposed to be learning about on the side. So, yeah, there is a lot of that. And I don't I don't I don't know the reasoning behind it. There is, I forgot the reasoning they gave. <laughs> a lot of it's just like mandated, you know, but well, isn't um, the reasoning, isn't the reasoning for stuff like that. You are in the process of becoming something. Okay. And this is, this is kind of a big deal. I mean, you don't, maybe you don't see it while you're inside it, but you are in the process of becoming something and it's worth understanding what you're becoming and how that's changing you. And the extent to which you are a participant in in that understanding, I think really helps guide, it could help guide you to, you know, to, to be more fully aware of, you know, your own humanity and your own uh, biases and your own 
understanding of human nature and all that kind of stuff, which is actually kind of important. I mean, yes, your, you know, scores are important. Grades are important. But doctor who isn't fully or at least as fully as possible cognizant of human nature and doesn't and, and hasn't put in any work to understand how they're going to affect people and the kind of people that, I mean, if there's one thing we've learned in 2020, you know, people matter and it's not just about science, but you know, yeah. So I don't know exactly what you were assigned. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I am but, making, I'm making assumptions. Yeah. We had a similar discussion during the humanities elective on Tuesday with Kate and and Kate, by the way, is much better at articulating <laughs> these things than I am. Yeah. Cause we were just discussing like, writing and its place in medicine and like obviously someone who like has who like cares about that and like writes like that's something that i do i was like okay yeah i totally agree because it's like reflective of like you're reflecting on yourself and your own experiences and that gives you your own perspective to reflect to think about later on Mm -hmm. but also like reading about other people's reflections and other people's experiences especially if it's like a patient can help you in the future understand that kind of population better and but like again i still get it like there's a lot of work that seems like it's not important compared to like all the science stuff that we need to learn and like it seems much more like a priority for us like focus on that because that's what like essentially that's what matters like first like just take care taking care for the patient's health like that's like the primary goal but it's just like i feel like it's still important to like think about those things occasionally maybe there's a little bit too much of it right now just because there's just a bunch of different things that we have to do but occasionally i feel like it's it's a good way to just think back and like think about what's going on and understanding things better in a way that you might not have like thought about before because you're just so like immersed in the material but yeah that's kind of like how our discussion went on tuesday about the the topic too yeah and i absolutely don't want anyone to think that i was like arguing that you know med school should be some well it's a little late for that well (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) just cut that from the record i'm just i'm totally uh, i don't know i mean the the fact that there are like you know a number of like smaller assignments that you know exist on kind of like a periodic basis that need to be turned in that's something i guess i wasn't fully like expecting not that it's bad by any means just you know I would rather yeah. it be like a discussion than it being us like writing something. But maybe that's I, because I don't like writing. Writing's I would, writing is tough. I, I, you know, I can I can see that. You know, I I mean personally, like I like this format better. Like just people sitting down and talking about yeah about these things. Should we mandate that every med student at one point goes to the short court podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People come out of their shell. I told a friend actually to come on when I was like trying to recruit the last minute spot. And my friend was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about being recorded and everything like that. And I was like, And this person always carries cash on her. And I was like, Maybe you're like in protective custody or something like that. I'm worried what's going on. Oh my God. Because like, she the always has cash theories. on her. She doesn't like to be recorded. She doesn't like pictures to be posted. And I'm like, mm. I think you're onto something. This yeah, person is definitely that... is definitely in the mob. Yeah, <laughs> or... I told her I was like, if you're in the mob, I will accept you. Yes, tell me. That's okay. Yeah, I'm okay with HIPAA. That. You're covered. <laughs> I don't think that's covered. But... <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. If you're a threat to others. <laughs> what was the easiest part of med school so far? Wow! Yeah, I really expected there to be something. <laughs> Yikes. For me personally, I really like just like the simulated like patient stuff that we do. I feel like it's that's always very well reviewed. Yeah, yeah it's just I feel like I really enjoy just like talking to like 
if, if sure it's like a fake patient, but like talking to a patient about like what's going on. Wait, 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 we, don't, we, don't, we don't call them fake patients. <laughs> Simulated patients. <laughs> Sorry. But I just, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Like, especially this week, we had like our own like one on one where we kind of did like a full thing, like everything mm-hmm. with an SP where we did like the full HPI, like past medical history, family history, everything, as well as doing a physical exam based on like a potential differential we had on mind. And I thought that was super, a lot of fun and like not easy for sure, but like it's definitely just, it was a nice way to just like feel more like a physician, you know, before we're actually physicians. And so I really liked that part and thought that was a good time. And I think we've been prepared, like, we've been getting prepared slowly to get to that level. And it's been getting better and better which, with each like encounter that we have. I would agree. I think the curriculum does a nice job building upon itself. Like looking back at the first couple of weeks of med school, we like, this is how you talk to someone. This is how you have a conversation. And then, you know, they slowly add on different components of the physical exam, like, parts of the interview and then by the end of the first semester I felt like super confident in my abilities to meet with patients and I wouldn't say it was easy but like it was definitely not as difficult as I expected it to be ahead of time yeah so yeah totally that's good and they do a great job of making I think like assignments of that nature like really approachable you know I don't think anyone that I've talked to anyways really felt like there was just kind of some like overbearing evaluator who was just like breathing down their necks ready to like knock them exactly. off or you know whatever they could do wrong it's it's very much like a, an encouraging building process yeah i think that's a super important part of it like being able to like make mistakes and no one care that you made a mistake mm-hmm. it's just kind of like okay you made this mistake this is a better way to do it potentially I'll try to figure it out this way and i think that's super helpful because then because we all eventually will take care of patients in a slightly different way and being able to like figure that out ourselves, I think, is super helpful. Okay, well, what have you struggled with? Time management. <laughs> yeah. The stuff's hard. Yeah, the <laughs> stuff is hard. Boring answers, but it's kind of true. Especially... And, oh, no, go ahead. Uh, just, every week is so different. Yeah. It's really... I mean, you can't... Learning time management is kind of an ongoing process. Like, we never have the same schedule every week, so it's... You really have to adapt. That's literally... The, I was going to say the exact the same part. thing. I yeah. was like, okay, because like the one week we have absolutely nothing going on, like testing-wise, and the next week we have a test, and like there's a bunch of stuff that... Like, it's so different each week that like it like messes up like whatever schedule I have for one week because I have to like figure out how to do it differently the next week. I don't know about you guys yeah. also, but or, and Stephanie, but I don't usually plan too far ahead because of that. Like You can't really plan, look yeah. more than four or five days ahead, which is fine, but... No, I, I see that something to adjust very to. often. People are like, oh, yeah, well, we have this tomorrow, or like in two days. They're like, oh, really? I haven't looked past today. And like, I feel like that's a very <laughs> common thing. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just how it is because there's just so much to focus on at one time that like you can only take it like day by day in some cases. Is this why you can't like give me a set date on when we're going rock climbing? Yeah, that's literally <laughs> why, Steph. Because I don't know how anything works. And. <laughs> And I'm just like trying to figure out things as much as I can, and it's it's just not I'm not good at it. <laughs> I made it this far. So. Yeah, true, fair enough. But yeah, that- if you want to go on Monday, down to go. You're going on Monday? I have no idea. <laughs> you bouldering? Or maybe, top rope? maybe not. Yeah, oh, we have test week, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a test week. I don't know. Test weeks are test weeks are interesting. It's more about winging it and everything like that. I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna go with Zane rock climbing this week and then i remembered i had my covid uh, my second dose covid vaccine mm-hmm. scheduled later in the day that's what i mean like it, you take a day by day i was like oh you know what maybe it's not a good idea to go right after i get the second dose and so yeah. you almost had him though you, you almost <laughs> got him to go rock climbing with you on monday but hey I've got, I've, I've, <laughs> i went closer. twice this week just like it just didn't work out with like steph's schedule with, like, other people that i went with because there's like a, a fa- like a fairly large group of kids here who like are you like, talking about climbing. the 
Are you talking about like actual climbing of actual rocks? No, we or at the, the rec center. Yeah, at the rec center. Because okay. I don't know how to do like lead climbing yet. That's not. That's like the next step. But right now, it's just kind of top rope and bouldering on like the wall that they have at HCRT. CRPX. four letters and there's like yeah, I don't know because there's another there's like a tennis rec center that's near where I live and that's the one that I think about. But no, it's CWRC and Campus Recreation and Wellness Center. I already forgot it. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I went twice this week because there's like a, a large group of kids who like rock climbing. And so it's been a good time. A good way to meet, like, hang out with people that you might otherwise not like see often. Good. It's nice to know that. Yeah. People are really outdoorsy here. Yeah. That's what oh, I learned yeah. when I moved to Very Iowa. Much so. They're really outdoorsy. <laughs> Who or what has helped you this year in any fashion? Dr. Swales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like Dr. Swales. As a person, just. The energy he, like, he brings is really positive. Exactly. It's yeah. just like, it's like he validates like what we're feeling, but also is like try to get us more excited to do what we're doing. And it really, it, it helps for sure. Yes. He has an Instagram, which is like the yeah. cutest with his little histology stuff going on. If you, you guys should follow him. I heart histo. That's his. Yep. Yeah. That's I heart his histo. Oh, I heart yeah. histo. And that's I quiz what it is. Histo. This is second account. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I don't know the second one. Yeah. He quizzes his followers. He's like 30,000 followers. Yeah. It's incredible. Like Wait, are you serious? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind <gasps> of a, kind of I a thought you follow it. <laughs> no, no, I do, but I don't look at the followers. I just looked at his like images and everything. Yeah. You know what? Is, you know what? That's, ref that's refreshing. Steph, Steph doesn't care about your followers. I don't care about that. Yeah. Thank you. But, uh, I also have an Instagram and there's zero posts, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I'm actually like the social media chair for like a number of. Steph is a big. She's an influencer. Is she really? <laughs> do you yeah. have, do you so you manage like, the bullwear Instagram? I control the bullwear Instagram. I control the uh, women surgeons um, of Iowa, whatever Instagram. I also control like sometimes the SNMA one. So you know, I just jump into a ton. You know. Okay. Well, now I know. Now I know who isn't liking my posts on our Instagram. Uh oh. The short coat. I just you know follow. Just putting what it out mean? there. I don't know oh, if I okay, follow her. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> We're not swayed by popularity here, Dave. If oh, I, you're right. Facebook was the only listener, we'd still be doing this. I, don't know, I, I follow her. <laughs> I'm there. Shout out to that guy, by the way. I only remember the one name. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave you a like. Awesome. David. <laughs> Very nice. Not a like. Likes are for chumps. I need a share or a comment or a save, please. That's how the algorithm works. And I put like what people likes are like. Oh my a, god, so cute! And then the share yes. emoji. Yes, I see that all the time. Likes are like the lowest, the lowest interaction. I think saves saves are the highest, the most valuable interaction because it says, oh, at least leave a comment or something. Leave a comment. Yeah. I think they should get rid of likes and just leave comments. It would open up discussions for people. Yeah, well, likes are the only interactions I get, so no. apparently I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I can't see likes anymore in my Instagram. I don't yeah, know. you have to click through, or maybe you have to be a creator or a business account to see them. I think that's what it is. They did de-emphasize them. Yeah, because I can't see it anymore. And so I think I the reason they, they said the reason they de-emphasized them was because they weren't as important. Oh, that's fair. But the whole goal of, and we can go on, the whole goal of Instagram, as I understand it, is to keep people on Instagram. I think that's also so all of those other things are like strong signals that you're on instagram you're staying on instagram
Let's, I would, I've enjoyed getting to know you in this fashion. Let's go through a few would you rathers. Maybe we can know you a little bit more. Would you rather murder a squirrel or murder a clown? It's an important question. Murder a squirrel or murder a clown? Is it an evil clown? Is it like the eight clown? I feel like most people either like clowns or don't like clowns. And they don't really, I mean, if it's, if it's, the, I mean, obviously if it's the it clown, that's like the worst clown. Right. But yeah. clowns are pretty bad for some people. I'd probably kill the squirrel. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't have a problem with clowns. And if he makes me a balloon animal, all the better. So much the okay. Yeah, he brings happiness. I'm more afraid of clowns than squirrels, so I'm going to avoid antagonizing a clown, and I will also go the squirrel route. Oh, so, <laughs> so for the large like clown same. listenership out there, <laughs> this is Martin Gory. <laughs> I'm on your side, okay? <laughs> Let's just establish that. <laughs> People doing their gap years as clowns. Oh, yeah. Someone has to. There's yeah. got to be one listener. Dude. I would love, love, love to hear about that listener. What percentage of the population do you think is in, like, the clown profession? <laughs> Less than one percent. <laughs> you sure? I think I it's know. a dying like, like kind of common. Do you think it's more than one percent? Go with like 15. 15 <laughs> of the yeah. population is involved. In Look, I bet if you put a poll in our class group me right now asking how many people were clowns, you'd get but like, like 24. I think that's like more like, uh, group well, like versus like an actual clown, like in like white face. But that's what I'm saying. Makeup. We're on, yeah, we're on the same page here. Okay. Interesting. So I think we're all pro clown. Yeah. I'm not good that. with estimations. Yeah. Did you express a, an opinion on this, Steph? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would kill the squirrel because, I don't know, I have a lot of trees um, next to my building, and these squirrels sometimes will follow me to the door. I'm kind of afraid of them. Let's, let's do you? Clear, Dave said murder, not kill. Mm. You're murdering a squirrel. Do you, do, you tra do you accidentally leave a trail of nuts <laughs> as you walk around? You might... <laughs> You might want to you might want to check your pockets for holes. Maybe the nuts are falling out of your of your pockets, and the squirrels are are just you know they're just doing their squirrel thing. Well, the, my building also leaves like the door open, and so they can like easily go into the kitchen downstairs and grab some food. Some and people are really skeeved out by squirrels, so I think yeah. the that's Iowa squirrel is a little bit more bold than okay. the squirrels that I've seen. Like mm. they don't like if there's a human around them, they're not running away instantly, which is different from where I'm from, where. If the squirrel comes in like 10 feet radius, they run away. Yeah. Would you rather lick a scalpel recently used for cadaver dissection or drop your phone in a portable toilet near the stadium after halftime and retrieve it? Ew. The first one. Ew. Without a doubt, I'll lick that scalpel. I'm not dropping my phone in a porta potty next to it. <laughs> a music festival. Yeah. God gave us antibiotics for a reason, you know? <laughs> I'll and, take the scalpel. Yeah, the scalpel, like, all that preservative, I'm sure, is probably going to be a little bit less problematic than all the whatever is in that porta potty. Well, you can, like, lick the scalpel. You don't have to, like, spit it out eat. immediately. You can just spit it out. Yeah, you could You could uh, technically yeah, reach it. into a porta potty with a gloved hand, grab your phone, and then somehow yeah, sanitize that it. Phone is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. That, it's getting in every single, like, Nook crevice. And yeah, it's, yeah that, that phone's gone. And you have to fish it out. Yeah, see, that's the that's the worst part. So you just abandon the phone, just yeah, it's not probably, worth. The, yeah. I spent a thousand dollars on that phone, but I am licking that scalpel without a doubt. Yeah, I have a waterproof case. I think I'd still lick. This. Steph, you seem to have a visceral reaction <laughs> to this question. Ooh, <laughs> thinking of the scalpel and the porta potty and everything like that, I'm scared because like 
What if somebody does pick up your cell phone from the porta potty and like steal all your information? I have like my cards on who's my phone. I do like the Apple Pay. Excellent. <laughs> first of all, who's who's fishing that out yeah. for you? You sound strangely like your off the grid friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone ever seen you two in the yeah. same room before? So, they're so concerned that even a, a, a phone that's fallen into a porta potty is of greater concern of their like personal identity that someone might. I'm steal. worried about personal like that's identity. A stretch. <laughs> Well, fears are fears are often irrational, so that's fine. Would you rather get plastic surgery that made you look as beautiful as the most beautiful person in the world, or become a doctor in the specialty of your dreams? I mean, everybody in this room is already as beautiful as the most beautiful person in the world. So I guess this was and and staff too. Thank you. We're we're already on track to, to becoming whatever physician we want to be hopefully yeah but your yep. dream your dream, your dream one like all your especially dreams. you zane you want to go into neurosurgery so yeah. oh you've that got a little harder yeah it is harder but i feel like it's it's like it's plausible it's not <laughs> it's not plausible that plastic surgery will end well all the time so if exactly. i can make it work exactly right then but it would it, it would work I mean, that's the, yeah, I mean, See, this, that's, pl- it's, that's, it's not, there's no chance that this plastic surgery wouldn't work. That's why I'm leading more to that side. Yeah. But don't you have to go ahead and like, let's say if you get like, like breast surgery, that one's every 10 years, you have to go ahead and replace it. So would you want to go through that hassle every 10 well, years? Well, I don't think I'm going to be getting a breast surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the female I guess followers. we know, I guess we know something about Steph that we didn't, <laughs> that we didn't know. <laughs> Me and my friends, we talked about this just because there's a friend of ours that wants to be a plastic surgeon. So we like, we're talking about like, yeah, no, I saw a few of like, like discussions for breast implant stuff because last semester I was in my ECE, which is our early clinical exp- exposures. If for those listening was in the plastic clinic. And so I, we, like, it's gnarly <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah. down the line. They're not fooling around. Yeah. But it, it, the whole thing is it's going to be perfect. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Yeah. So in this Ooh. scenario. So, going for? this I'm, is not a group project. Uh, You're supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I've hesitated long enough that I guess I have to suck it up and answer the plastic surgery one, to be completely honest. You would with want you. the plastic surgery. I feel like if I was approaching this from like an altruistic angle, I should have known that within like a millisecond. <laughs> and I definitely didn't. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're going. You're getting plastic surgery. It looks super hot. Oh, yeah. But you'll still be a doctor. You just won't. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did, did you uh, weigh in there, uh, Skook? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the plastic surgery. Okay. Assuming it's not botched. Whoa, yeah. exactly. I, I'm so surprised about all nice. this, guys. Wow, are you going to pick the dream dream specialty? Is that your answer? I don't know. I think like if you if you look super... Per- did you say like you would look perfect after this plastic surgery Most thing? beautiful person in the world. Most beautiful person. And whose opinion? In the world's opinion, <laughs> the entire world, the the entire world got together. Everybody thinks the same. And, hey, uh, I'm sure that'll help get your dream phys- like specialty. Exactly, too. that's Being what I was thinking. The hottest Ooh. person in the room. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So it, it's yeah. dual purpose. Proficiency's out the window. It's just... <laughs> nope. If you're if you're hot enough, I'm sure you can get away with anything. I think there's like a research study about that. Like people. I'm sure there's like better. something psychology. It's like Halo effect or something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It's actually my summer yeah. research project oh, really? coming up. Yeah, I'm uh, taking a sample size of 10,000 supermodels and then 10,000 people who look like me. <laughs> wow. and we're gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna very gullible, so I would believe that. <laughs> so is that true? I'm looking at yeah. every word of it. <laughs> Whenever they saw that to review for SRF, they're like, "This is the one." Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is the one. <laughs> this is gonna. Be I would love to see the comments. <laughs> All right. But. Would you rather? Wake up in nursing school, dentist school, physical therapy school, or pharmacy school. 
Got a four-way thing here. Nursing, dentist, PT, or farm. I'd probably go Mm. PT. I feel like that's... That's the thing I feel like the most interesting of the bunch. Okay. To me. I don't know. There are no wrong answers. Okay, I was like... I don't think I mentioned this at the beginning when I was supposed to. I did a chem major... And then was actually looking at jobs for Pfizer out of college for antibiotic synthesis. Ooh. So you missed your chance. I think exactly. Yep, you would not want a vaccine made by me. <laughs> Damn it! That right now. Twenty twenty came. <laughs> yeah. But I'll go with the cop out and go with pharmacy for that reason. All right, fair enough. I think I'd go with dentistry. Yeah. Dentistry. Yeah, I'm looking like, mouths. It's a proceduralistic field, and okay. I like that. So. Okay. Physical therapy or dentist? I don't know. Maybe physical therapy. I would love to have. I would be one of those buff people and get an Instagram <laughs> and show people how to do squats because I can't do squats again, correctly. Again, we're back to Steph and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and yet she has zero posts. She's zero posts. I have zero posts. <laughs> I am not big about social media, okay. so that's why. Except if you have me on Snapchat. Okay. Don't. Okay, your stories are amazing. <laughs> My stories are wild, so I love it. They should not be seen by professionals. Mine are just depressing. <laughs> I feel like I'm always like, complaining about stuff. I or do art, <laughs> or do art. Yeah, that's like the two options. I <laughs> am on Snapchat, so I will immediately be adding you. Nice. <laughs> Steph's stories impeccable. Do you think you- it's feasible to be an Instagram influencer that's never posted? <laughs> <laughs> Keeps me up at night. That's actually my SRF project. Oh, yes. hey, okay. <laughs> Is it possible? <laughs> All right. Um, Would you rather have aphasia, and if you don't know what that is, inability to understand or express using language, have anosmia, an- anosmia, anosmia, loss of ability to smell, or have prosopagnosia, the inability <laughs> to recognize familiar faces? Can you smell the person and recognize it that way? <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Ooh. I don't know. You know, like, if, if that was... I don't want to know... As the, as the smelly person in this scenario, I don't want to know if that's how you recognize me. Just so that's you know. That's true. Huh. That's true. I agree with that. Even though that's entirely plausible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I... I don't know. Because I really like my sense of smell. I don't know. I like like... Good smelling things. It's like something like I, I don't know. Like I have like yeah. a bunch of candles. Well, people have really, I mean, and especially in 2020, they've really discovered how realize. important the sense of smell is. <laughs> but also like a fa- like I don't know. The other two options also suck incredibly too. But I feel like you can. Zane, choose. Easiest <laughs> to live without a sense of smell. I feel like. Okay. Compared to the other two options, like oh, unable to recognize people's faces, I feel like would be problematic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, unable to communicate, very problematic. So. I, yeah, you could probably professionally and interpersonally survive without taste, even though you might be kind of miserable. Yeah, like it's the least, prop, like the wor- the least bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Anybody? If we say which one we're okay with losing, or which one we yeah. would want? Which one would well, which you would, would, want would you those? rather? Aren't they both the, aren't it's, those things the same? Wait, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, it's which loss of function? Which loss of yeah? Which loss of function would you want? No, would you rather have? Yeah. I mean, different. Right, you don't slightly want different. <laughs> you, don't want any. you don't want any of these things. But but you have to pick. Okay. <laughs> so what's your answer? Steph is like, flawless. Well, I, I'm just thinking, about, like, I can't smell. So, like, I, I don't anything. care about losing that. <laughs> you can't. Pre-COVID. Hang on. You can't smell? You have. A, I can't smell. You have an o- anosmia? Anosmia? I have anosmia. Undiagnosed. And how did this. Anosmia. How did. So you don't know how this came about? You're just a, not a smeller? I just can't smell, you know, candles. 
mm-hmm. look pretty. Mm-hmm. I like the light, but I just can't smell anything. I'm just like, okay. Well, what about food? What about tasting food? No, that's why I love to like taste it because I can't smell it. But taste yeah. and taste and smell go together. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of do go together, but yeah, I can't smell huh. it. You can't smell like anything, or is it just like not well? It's not well. Not mm-hmm. well. Okay. So, you've so got, like, it's like, like you've got a permanent cold, basically. Yeah, like I have a permanent cold. That's what it is. That's what my life is like. <laughs> Very sad. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry but like that. not being able to recognize faces, I think that'd be cool. You know, you get to meet a new person every time. You know, like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah. Not, I already do that. Not at all awkward. Spoken like a true <laughs> We've all, this yeah. is another thing we've sort of gotten used to in 2020 is we've all kind of got face blindness because yeah. we're all wearing masks. I've actually gotten pretty good at recognizing people with their masks, but oh, I'm so bad at it to this day. So bad. It's mm-hmm. like, I could, like somebody I've spent like literally like hours with and like I see them walking by, I'm like, I don't know that person. <laughs> I have uh, like hard hat oh my face gosh. shields that yeah, we have to wear. Yeah, those are the worst. I have always, I think I've always, because I, I don't have great vision, I think I've always sort of relied upon my ability to recognize shapes and walks in identifying people at a distance anyway. All right. For the same annual salary, would you rather be a TV doctor or be a real doctor? A real doctor. <laughs> I, I just, I, oh, I don't like TV doctor. I, I feel would, like it's not... I know most of the time it's not. But the weird. point is, like, you are the TV doctor. You don't have to like. Oh, okay. You are the TV doctor. Personally, I would rather be a TV doctor. First of all, less going to school. And all you got to remember is your lines. Huh. And I, you're... Feel like I, I feel like I'd, I'd be a, a fraud. <laughs> if, I, if I was a TV doctor. <laughs> a fraud? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times, the ones that I've seen, I'm not an expert, an expert on this field of TV doctors. But from what I've seen, some things are not right a lot of the time oh yeah and so because of that i'm like i feel like this is just yeah i feel like a fraud <laughs> i feel like all these tv doctors are going to call out zane now they're going to add zane like Uh-oh. i am valid I, I have a purpose and everything like yeah that. we dr we, Phillips have an ongoing beef yeah we for sure okay. we for sure have a lot of <laughs> listeners and followers who are tv doctors so great <laughs> tag dr phil i want to see this go down it's like the other 15 percent of the population you got clowns and you've got yeah. tv doctors and then the other 70 percent is just like <laughs> everything else i guess you should be uh you i feel like you should be a census uh census oh yeah here. absolutely <laughs> you really got your finger on the pulse of america also 96 percent of the population's under the age of five yeah. that's a fun fact hey bullware community just liked one of my photos on instagram thanks i wonder who that was <laughs> All right, assuming you would still emit the same volume of gas, would you rather fart all your farts on for the year on December 31st? What a way to end the year. Or <laughs> fart once per day the moment you see somebody attractive. <gasps> well, definitely the first one. <laughs> definitely the first one. Why would you choose the second one? It sounds painful. It does. It does sound <laughs> a little painful. But... I feel like when you... Though when you fart with somebody, you be, you do become closer with them. <laughs> when you fart with somebody, or they just think you're weird as hell because you're farting your and <laughs> you don't know them. Know. Yeah, there's a. I th- I think what Steph is talking about is when you like move in with somebody or yeah. you become their boyfriend or girlfriend. That's a bit down the line, though. Then you know it's okay to fart with people and then you become closer. I don't think that farting with somebody that you've only recently met automatically makes yeah. you closer. <laughs> but then it'll, it'll, it'll be <laughs> they'll if if someone comes up to you, don't fart. They're like, oh wow, you don't think I'm attracted? <laughs> <laughs> you're not farting in front of them. You'll be offended by it. 
Good. So at what point is it okay to fart with somebody until you move in with them? Like, I mean, no, 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 as no, relationship no. wise, like no. at what point are you okay with it? And really don't tell me, no, you don't fart this. because <laughs> I hate it when people tell me that. I hate God. it. Third time, I would say third time you've spent the night. Okay. Hmm. okay. It's been a long right. time since I've had to worry to about this. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> not, not my <laughs> I feel like it depends on each, like it's like the vibe that you that you have with another person just kind of depends on that. Right. Just kind of ice. You guys are chill together. Yeah. Controversial thought. Maybe you should just, you know, let your farts out. Why is it that on the show I always talk about farts? I gotta... <laughs> I have to examine my life. Maybe if you're just letting it all out on a day-to-day -day basis, whenever, and you find somebody who likes you, you're like, you're like, oh, well, this is definitely the person. This is definitely the one. Because they don't mind that I am a gaseous individual <laughs> i'm still just really intrigued by like all at once for the entire year yeah yeah how yeah. long is that gonna take <laughs> all day yeah all day uh somebody look up uh, steph you might be in the best best position to look this up how much people fart in a year somebody's somebody's okay. definitely looked into this as in a volume yeah how much what what volume <laughs> of gas does the average how, human how many produce PSI? <laughs> how many psi <laughs> Okay, well, they say the average person farts 14 times every day, and there are 365 days in a year, right? Or yeah. So we're at like 5,000 a year. And what's the average volume per fart? Yeah, what is the... the <laughs> How do you determine oh, that? Is it like water displacement? You like fart into a bathtub, and then you just like see if like it's spilled? The uh, normal flat like volume is 476 to 1,491 milliliters per 24 hours. Wow. That's so, oddly specific. Yeah. You know yeah. We've talked Ooh. about like the respiratory. Whose SRF like, was this? <laughs> FEV1 where you breathe into the... <laughs> I'm sure there's some contraction. Like fart EV1. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forced expiratory volume. And... Fart expiratory volume. Jesus. FFV. Forced fart volume. If you've got like IBD, it goes up exponentially. Jeez. Well, that's... I mean, you know, you don't, we don't have to do the calculation. I think we can pretty much uh, go with the idea that it's that's a, that's a large volume but yeah you'd have to let it out all in one day so i think you'd be I, pretty much farting continuous like it would just be one long like you would lose weight <laughs> i feel like you'd get day. lighter yeah you would sure yeah like you'd lose a lot you could fly that one <laughs> or, day or you're just so full of gas that you're you when you release it like you're you weigh more because the gas was keeping you up. Oh, are there oh, like medical it. consequences to being filled with that much oh for sure <laughs> nope not a nope. one okay well it's all good yeah. I'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. Martin, Steph, Carl, Zane. Thanks for being. Thanks for being. <laughs> thanks for being on the show with me today. Thank what you, Dave. The, <laughs> Thank you. The podcast. <laughs> when do I log off? Do I just? I'm like, not done slowly? yet. I'm not done. <laughs> oh, we're not done. That's like I'm out. Good that's lord. Okay. Too much. She's like, she's <laughs> got things to do. She's like, mm, when do I get out Time of here? Time management, right there. Time there management. Go. And what kind of scoog would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcuts, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozard, and Alex Belzer is our marketing coordinator. The show is me possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine student government, an ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program, uh, chairs provided by your communities. Uh, our music is by Dr. Fox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week.
Hi, Short Coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too.